into glass. This show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Pat. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Rick. And this is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. There you go. You got it. You got really? it. That was organic. <laughs> That did, that did not sound organic okay, to me. It was organic when <laughs> when Miles and I came up with it. I'm sorry. All right, According guys. to Miles' mother? Yes. Oh, so, you're just, so Rick's just your replacement <laughs> for Miles then, huh? First of all, well, I'm going to get into that in just a second here. First of all, I want to apologize uh, for almost exactly six months of silence. Uh, I know a few of you have messaged me. Six with, months and one day. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I know a few of you have messaged me asking when Homebrew Bound is coming back, and we ran into a few issues. Uh, one of them is Miles has left the homebrewing hobby. Uh, he had too much stuff going on with the wedding and all that, and then he just kind of lost interest along that uh, during that time as well. So I he wasn't brewing, and so we didn't have a whole lot to talk about. Uh, and then after that, I was having trouble finding a co-host. I had a few people uh, express interest in being a co-host, and uh, I'm, I'm working with a listener, uh, Thomas. I know you're listening. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do some stuff in the future, hopefully. Uh, I still got to talk with him about some details on that. But uh, I really like to have somebody in studio. I feel like the conversation flows a little bit better yeah. uh, when you're doing Skype interviews. It gets a little odd. So uh, we're going to shift focus of the show a little bit, and I'm going to apologize about that right now. Um, we're not just going to focus on homebrew on the show anymore. We're also going to talk about craft beer as a whole, because I feel like we've exhausted a lot of homebrew topics, but there's still some out there that we want to talk about. But we also need to focus on like what, what we love about beer. And, and the potential problems in craft beer and stuff. So we're going to talk about that stuff going forward as well. Uh, we're also going from a weekly show to a uh, every other week show. So like a bi-monthly show, I think, would be the right way to say it. Bi-weekly. Is it bi-weekly or is it that be twice a week? It's, it actually means both. Well, that is not confusing <laughs> at all. But that would be the most appropriate term. Though I think you could say bi-monthly, which could mean twice which a month also or every other month. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> bi-weekly or bi-monthly, just to be really confusing. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of the, the state of Homebrew Bound going forward because I did not want to let this show die because it's my one outlet to super geek out on beer. I try on Department of Defense, <laughs> but I get shut down pretty hard because yeah. nobody else else gives a shit also well, you really so. like the title of the show i really like the title of the show <laughs> plus i like this opening like let's be honest guys this opening is awesome like because you gotta sit down hold on to your mash tons yeah oh yeah yeah you gotta hold on to that so i just figured that you guys went on hi- you went on hiatus for the show just because uh you ran out of beer uh, from uh, submissions no 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 not not that at all no uh and i mean homebrew mound like it's been an interesting ride for the uh, two years, I think that we that we were consistently doing it on air, uh, and then uh, the six months off, and hopefully we get another we, an, an indefinite period where we're consistent again. But uh, we had one of our regular contributors and uh, homebrewers open up his own brewery. He's actually going to be on the Department of Offense on uh, not not this weekend, uh, but the following weekend, which is oh man. <laughs> Dates are hard, guys. I tell you what. 
Absolutely. 15th. Oh, the 15th. Yep. Uh, Sunday the 15th, uh, Mike O'Hara is opening up Swinging Bridge here in River Falls, Wisconsin. Ooh. And yeah, he, he's, he's opening it up on the fifteenth. Or well, no, 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 no. He's, he's opening up, but he's coming in uh, for an interview. He's opening up Swinging Bridge uh, in February. Right. Is when they're finally opening up. He's bringing in some of his beers to try, which we've tried his homebrew, and it's always been fantastic. So I'm really excited to see what he's going to. So we'll bring be trying in. some of the official beers. Yeah, uh, here that he has an IPA that he's bringing in, and potentially a stout. <laughs> so like stouts. that'll be a fun day. This will be this will be really fun. I'll drink enough of those, and I'll forget that it's my birthday. Yeah, so usually uh, the first thing that we do is we talk about what we've been up to uh, beer-wise since the last episode. It's been six months since the last episode, <laughs> and I think you you appeared on one of the early episodes at least, Rick, right? I think I was on one, yeah. Yeah, so Way what back. have you been up, uh, well, up to beer-wise in the past year that's a hard question i know well and i mean that's that's kind of what our topic is going to be but any anything like super like have you been doing any home brewing i know you've dabbled yeah uh well i've i've taken time off in that i am going to homebrew again actually pretty soon here oh yeah what are you gonna brew um my first brew is just gonna be a pale ale like a simple pale ale okay from a uh northern brewer kit but nothing um, wrong with that uh you're gonna do the extract um, I'm going to do a partial grain. Okay. So. Awesome. So extract with special specialty. Right. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a good way to start back into it. Cause I haven't brewed in probably about a year and a half, two years, but it's just been with school and stuff. I don't have the money to do it. And yeah, I didn't have the time at all to do it. I am, I have one shift of my internship left and then I'm done with school altogether. And then I can start brewing again. Awesome. Which I'm pretty stoked about. So that is the plan. Hey, that's that sounds great, man. Like it's, that's, a, it's a good deal. You're gonna be done with school. You're gonna start making beer again. Yep. With two great things. Oh yes. So when are we gonna do our first collaboration brew? Ooh, let's do that this summer. We should right. we could shoot for this summer. Yeah, sometime. let's do that this summer. That'd be blast. Absolutely. So Carlos, what about you? Anything well, beer wise in the past? Uh, I don't know if you've ever been on Homebrew Bound. I have probably okay. way back. Uh, <laughs> I have probably <laughs> probably probably when I've been on is probably for the same reason. Like, oh, I happen to be around and like same you reason are, you're on today. Yeah, same reason. <laughs> I'm on. Hey, look, I certainly have. I have not brewed anything recently. I don't think I even helped you. Uh, like, uh, I think the last beer that we brewed together was the uh, the We Heavy, which. Is now a year old. <laughs> Do we still have some? We have a lot. We have like nine gallons left. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a lot of that. Wait, yeah. well, is any of it the aged stuff or? Yes. Oh wow. About half of it is the barrel aged. Oh god, we should. So, no, well, we have to finish the barrel aged stout because every time I try to take it off, it leaks. So we have to finish that, and then we can dive into the wee heavy. <laughs> oh god. I'm really excited <laughs> to dive into the wee heavy after all this time. Like, because I think it's going to be really good. Well, maybe we should try to finish that off before uh, the fifteenth rolls around, because then I could get drunk while uh, off I'll, your beer again. Yeah, I think like we brewed it for. Was it? I can't remember what we brewed it for. Yeah. Actually, that is uh, that's when Mike is coming down. So yeah, Carlos, that's a week away. <laughs> I don't think we're going to finish the Imperial Stout, and then though we could we could throw it on the other tap. So we could have two uh, Imperial <laughs> beers. Be on. Bit, might be a bit much. Nah, two barrel aged beers. What's wrong with that? Uh, I don't know. I I haven't done a whole bunch of brewing, so yeah. Okay. Uh, what about any any like stellar beers that you've had lately that kind of stick out to you? Uh, well, I mean, we did have uh, 
pitchfork on the uh, Department of Defense. Uh, oh, what was it like a month ago by now? Right? Yep. Yeah, about a month ago. And uh, he brought in uh, a bunch of the uh, the vanilla rose. We did a four year vertical of vanilla rose, and that was great. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's putting it mildly. Wow. <laughs> and the 2013. When we cracked that open, I, we just started tasting that one. That was just—it was mind blowing, is what it was. Yeah, it was. And I was—I was holding out. I was like, "Nah, nah, it's not the best. It's not the best." Ah, oh, shit, it is by a long shot too. Like it was like, <laughs> like the, the other ones were good, but like, and like the 2014, I think I remember specifically, it was also really, really good. But mm-hmm. the 2013 just blew everything else out of the water. Yeah, the 2013 was really good. Uh, the 15. Was okay. Like, I mean, it was good, but it was, uh, like, if we didn't have the 13 and the 14 there, between the 15 and the 16, I would have taken the 15. Oh, what kind of a beer was the Vanilla Rose, just for our listeners? or uh, The Vanilla Rose is an Imperial Porter, uh, and if you want to listen to that episode, it's on the Department of Offense, and I can get you the episode number real quick here. Uh, episode 182. So that was only four weeks ago, or three weeks ago? Yeah. Three weeks ago, four weeks ago, something like well, that. Well, might, might, we didn't. It, were, it so was like, the week before Christmas. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. Yep, that sounds right. Yeah. So, or two weeks before Christmas. Two weeks before Christmas. So, right. Yeah, about four weeks now. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a fun one to record, and like that was just fantastic that yeah. year. So. Yeah, I highly recommend listening to that episode. Uh, you get to hear uh, Mike, the the head brewer uh, and owner of Pitchfork Brewing talk about the beer while we're tasting it and we also live broadcast that went out into the tap room which was pretty cool and we go into detail on like the taste of the beer it's a little foggy in my brain now all these weeks later but i'm pretty sure the 2013 was really good yep uh (laughs) so uh beer wise for me uh the i did a homebrew batch about a month ago month and a half ago uh i did a fresh hop uh, a local guy uh, here in town brought over a bunch of hops that they grew at the college, and uh, I can hear your phone clicking, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, we we brewed a pale ale. Um, I used uh, my standard pale ale recipe now, uh, which is like my East Coast style. Uh, so it was for a five for a ten pound. Thing uh, I think it was like eighty percent golden promise. Uh, then it was or no no it was ninety percent golden promise and ten percent wheat. So really simple malt bill. Uh, and then we just did a bunch of fresh hops in there. Uh, tried to get like forty IBUs, but again you're just guesstimating with fresh hop uh, or wet hop. And I don't. It turned out pretty good. If I if I had to do it over again, I would use a known quantity for my bittering, because I I feel like it it turned out a little soft and almost a little like wheat ale like, uh in the in the bittering component, so just a touch too sweet, but I don't know I really liked it and we used American ale uh or we used uh, Y East ten fifty six I wish we would have used uh, London ale two I can't remember the number on that uh, but from Y East uh, London ale two it gives it like the yeast really like grabs some of those hop uh, hop profiles and just brings them up and you get this nice creamy juicy beer and yeah Um, do you think you'll uh, use uh, hops like that again or uh... um I maybe like so was it a lot of extra work to do it that way or uh... not really it was like 
you just you're dealing with a lot of unknown quantities, and I don't like that. All right. Um, I like dealing with known quantities when it comes to my beer. Yeah, I like I'm kind of a, for lack of a better term, like a, I don't know, like a cowboy brute where like I just kind of go with whatever feels right at the moment. But I still follow my recipe and I know what my numbers are, uh, and I can make a consistent beer. But when you're doing something like that, you don't get reproducible results because you're not dealing with no numbers. Even, like, good guesstimations. Because your local, like, when you're dealing with crop to crop like that and you're using the whole cones, there's no pelletization, so there's no consistency across anything. That makes sense. And you don't have a lab to check it. You don't have a lab? You need to get on that, Casey. I know, right? We need a lab. Yeah, Or at least lab lab coats. We should get lab coats. (laughs) That would make everything we do look more official. I know, right? Even, like, podcasting. Yeah, like if we go do an event or something, we can show up in lab coats. Oh, it'd be, like, be really. We're not really. just sound. We're just like the ninja on the back. We're not just sound engineers. We're sound scientists. <laughs> no, and then like if it gets really hot outside, we should have an extra lab, lab coat that just has the sleeves ripped off, so we can be kind of like the Mac from no, no, no. style. Carlos, no that, it, it doesn't have the sleeves ripped off. It has removable sleeves. Ooh, I like it. Oh, so you zip off <laughs> Velcro offs. So you can just, like, they're just tearaways. Oh, nice. <laughs> so you can just, like, be like, I don't need sleeves for this, and just rip them off. That'd be dope. <laughs> How cool would that be? Awesome. <laughs> I was going to ask, so you brewed that in November? Yep. How, they had hops growing that late, or what was No, the uh, they har- they, so they have to dry them. So they harvested in, uh, I want to say early October. Okay. Mid, early to mid-October is when he harvested them, and then so he dried them. the hops grow fairly late yeah, in the season. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Wonder uh how well you could grow like hops in like a greenhouse. That was going to be probably just fine, thought. I think. I would imagine um, they would grow. Yeah, when well. we had when we had Andy on, which is the guy, uh he's a uh, he's going to school for botany. Okay. Uh, specif- uh, and he's like focusing on hops is is like his specialization. And he sure. works over at uh Rush River now. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, which is why we have a bunch of Rush River without labels, because he brought over a case of like uh, partial fills. Oh. And so, yeah, we have that just kind of floating around the... Yeah, when I saw those, though, I was wondering if those were leftovers from the camping trip that had, like, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the labels had gotten washed off. Yeah. <clears throat> no, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I think you could do greenhouse, uh, but we have the we have the right climate in Wisconsin yeah. for hops. So like or we're we're growth. we're yeah we're in a really good like hop climate and so you're gonna see a lot more hop farms pop up around here specifically uh, or not specifically but especially because uh, there was the drought over on the west coast uh, the past couple of years right and so you're gonna see the hop uh, like so Yakima Valley is where a lot of the hops are from right now and you're gonna see just a massive decline in those hops because they just can't grow them they don't have enough water. Yeah. And so you're going to see, like, the Midwest and the East Coast kind of pick up the slack a little bit. That makes sense. I know uh, one of the captains where I do my internship grows hops in his backyard and sells them to, like, local homebrewers. He doesn't sell them for very much. Yeah. But he likes the way they look, like, growing up trellises and stuff. So he basically grows them himself for decoration and then harvests them in the fall and sells them. Yeah. But, it, I mean, he 
doesn't do much. He puts them outside, and then they grow. Well, I know a few local hop growers, like, just, you know, kind of like hobby growers, who just basically trade them away for beer. Yeah. Who are like, all right, I will give you the hops, I get half the beer. Yeah. And most homebrewers are like, yes. That's a good idea. I know a guy who's uh, who produces honey, and he trades for mead. Uh, so I need to get some. Yeah, that's right. We gotta get Spencer down here to talk about his meat as soon as he's done mm. with his. Yeah, because we have a we have a buddy who uh, who got really big into mead making in the past few months here. He did. He, so. he had some mead misfortune though. Oh no! What happened? He had one. I don't know how it ever resolved or if it was supposed to, but I don't think it was supposed to smell like rhino farts. Yeah. Is how he described it. Oh yep. Yeah, we <laughs> talked about that. I told him to just let it let it go. Yeah. And see what happened, because the worst thing is you just have a Infected thing. Meat. Yeah, but yeah. if you let it, like, the biggest thing with brewing that I tell every every new home brewer is just wait it out. Yeah. Like, because it looks gross. Yeah. It's going to smell not great most of the time. Yeah. But if you wait it out, you're going to end up with a decent product. Yeah, I think from his description, I think he got... I think it got oxygenated though. Oh, um, so it was cardboardy and yeah. Well, he said that. I think he said his airlock fell off or something. Oh, yep. And I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly what happened, but that was one batch. And then I heard about two weeks, two or three weeks later, he t- was telling me about some mead that he had bottled and drank some of, and it was really good. I don't know if it was that batch or if it was a different one. Maybe that one did end up being fine. I'm not sure. I never got okay. the end of that story, but yeah, I I plan to try some mead since I have basically free honey available to me. Yeah. As long as I. Oh yeah, do that for sure. Give Matt the the some of the mead. Do some mead or maybe a honey blonde. <clears throat> a little bit of the honey. Yeah. Probably do both. Yeah. Talk with Mike and uh, get his recipe. <laughs> He'll give it to you. <laughs> I'll just want your recipe. He will. Uh, I mean, you won't be able to replicate it, but <laughs> you can get close to the Pitchfork Honey Blonde. Yeah. Um, all right. So, beverage of the show uh, this week is uh, it's actually a whiskey <laughs> because it's cold outside. It is so it cold is. outside. It, it is too cold. It's like minus five right now, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking around. Yeah, negative seven. Negative my, seven. Mine okay. Says now. Yeah, so it's it's minus seven. We're uh, dropping. My brother gave me this bottle for Christmas. It is from Far North Spirits in Minnesota. They're right up. They're far north, uh, northwest, and they're right up on the Canada border. Way up north. Way up north. Way up north. Way up north. There. Up north. Uh, it's Rocknar. It's a Minnesota rye whiskey. And the nice thing about this distillery is they use all local ingredients, so it's all Minnesota rye in here. That's cool. It's very cool. Uh, I know Forty Fifth kind of does the same thing, and I like supporting these smaller distillers. I do too. I like. It's, it's very I mean, cool. Are we all drinking it? I think that's yeah. cool. <laughs> yep. Distilling is a whole new, a whole nother thing, like, yes. aside from brewing. And I think it's cool that we have some local distilleries mm-hmm. yeah. coming up, or somewhat local. Yeah, from, have you been up to 45th state. yet? No. We uh, should go do that tour. I, went, I was going to go to so much 45th fun. one time, and I misread their Facebook page or something, and they were actually closed the oh. day that I went. Yep. I was already going by. Uh, there's so usually a Groupon up, so you can get, uh, it's like four tastings and 
uh, like thirty dollars to spend on merch for twenty nine bucks. Oh yeah. And yeah, usually if you buy, usually the tastings are like ten bucks a piece. So you get one tasting for free, and you get thirty bucks. So did that's we, pretty sweet. Do we do yeah. one or two different uh, uh, interviews with them for D O O? We did one. Just we one. one. Yep. Uh, that was oh year or so ago. Because I was trying to remember if like there was another time like where we just uh, nope. sat down at the table or. Uh, no, that was. I know or, we've done two with Ben. Oh, so it was. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah Bent Brustillery. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But I was yeah, mixing them up. I was yep. mixing up with Bent. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's get to our discussion topic. Okay. It's January. So everybody's kind of looking back on 2016. So I figured, why don't we do the same thing? Uh, craft beer is. It's an ever changing industry. And there's. you always You're always finding a new beer that's your your absolute favorite right and it changes year to year so i want to know what was your favorite beer of 2016 mine yeah we're gonna start with you rick what was your favorite beer of 2016 we're gonna do favorite and least favorite and then we're gonna also talk about breweries as well central water scotch ale is my favorite of 2016 that's uh i mean because that was still within this 2016 that we went to Central Waters. Yep. And I got shitty on Scotch Ale. See, I, I'm surprised you didn't say Central Waters 18. Uh, no, I I really liked the Scotch Ale the best, actually. Scotch Ale's so good. It was super good. And uh, I had a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Bathroom King. Yep, I had a lot of free ones. So it was... That, ah, that one's just super good. I had some of that about two weeks ago too and I, it just reminded me this is just so super <laughs> it was good 18 was good I mean there there were a lot of good beers that yeah. I had this year um, one of one of them that's so great that I had last year was Gumball Head that I tried for the first time really oh like yeah that. yeah from uh, Three, Three Floyds. Floyds yep that was super good I, I uh, was down at Common Man and Sam brought it up today that they're getting that. Well, they have it in the cooler, so they're putting that nice. on next. And I'm excited for that. It kind of just reminded me that I think it was in, like, September or something. I had Gumball Head, and it was just super good. It's, it's, it's nice. I didn't think it would be nice from the name. I thought it was going to be gimmicky and shitty. Yep. But it wasn't. It doesn't taste like a gumball, but it does. But it tastes like beer. Yeah. Carlos, any favorite beers this year? Uh, it's hard for me to remember like sp- any like specifics. It'd probably help if I actually use Untapped or something like that. Yeah. So like I would like it help <laughs> reinforce the names. But uh, I'm gonna have to say that the best I can remember would probably just be that uh, 2013 uh, Vanilla Rose from Pitchfork, just because it was so good. And if it's not the best beer I had all year, it's probably at least in the top three. So Carlos's favorite beer from this year is one from. Uh, Three years prior. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite beer of 2016? 2013. Well, don't get me wrong. The 2016 version of that beer is good. Yes. But I'm not cracking my bottle of that open anytime soon. Uh, I think we have six or eight upstairs. Yeah, we got quite a few of them. <laughs> Hold on to those for a while. Um, let's see. Favorite beer of 2016. This is a hard one. Uh, so... I had Roselle for the first time uh, from Fair State Brewing in the cities. Actually, I had I had a lot of different beers from Minneapolis that I really liked. 
Roselle uh, is a raspberry sour that is phenomenal. It's so good. Uh, Dangerous Man's Peanut Butter Porter I had for the first time this year, oh. which was really good. Yeah, um, they had a... Toppling Goliaths, yeah. uh, Scorpius, Modelo, I believe it was, which was their Galaxy and Mosaic uh, double IPA, was goddamn amazing. Uh, double Dry Hop uh, Pseudo Sue with Galaxy and uh, was from from Toppling Goliath was really good. Uh, man, eighteen blew my mind. Like just brownie batter, pure super, pure super brownie, brownie batter. Uh, I think uh, maybe that's why I didn't like that one quite as much as you did, because it's uh, I don't like chocolate. Oh, okay. I do like chocolate notes in beer, but I just don't like chocolate. So maybe I don't. It's not as appealing to me as like the scotch or something. Yep. Uh, though um, I think I'm gonna. Oh, man, uh, I also had Vlad the Impaler again uh, from uh, Cascade Brewing out in Portland. Um, man, I'm trying to think of my fit. You know what? I have to say it. Uh, my favorite beer of 2016 was Toppling Goliath Assassin. Yeah. Their 2017 Assassin. I had back in 2016 and oh my god it was stupid good uh that beer uh it's thick and like what what is it uh it's it's their barrel-aged imperial stout oh one of them uh and it's they've they've only done it they've done it twice before and they're they're like it's like the creme de la creme of stouts it's very, very good. Uh, I have to try that at some point. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I think that is going to be my beer of 2016. It was very good. How difficult is that to find? Uh, they did a lottery of 2000 I think. Oh, okay. And they, uh, for $200, you get two bottles of Assassin and a bottle of KBBS. Uh-huh. And two glasses. Not worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, which is something I want to talk about when we get well, start are, talking about breweries. Are they bombers? But, yep. Oh, well, least, KBBS isn't. Yeah, that's a that's a twelve ounce. At least there's that, but it's still too much. Yep. I mean, it'll be on tap places too, and like yeah. if you if you hit like I'm sure because uh, they had it at uh, the Bourbon Fest this year at Nova. That's where I had it. But if you go to uh, like beer festivals, you'll see it. It won't be super crazy to find. Okay. I'll I'll have to try to find yeah. some of that. I really like stouts. Stouts. Yeah. Uh, I know Pete finally got turned on to the barrel aged stout movement. Oh yeah. Um, I'm pretty happy with barrel aged stouts. I know you like barrel aged stouts, Carlos. Where do you fall on barrel aged stouts? It really depends on the barrel aged stout. So. All right. I do enjoy some of them. Some of them I could take them or leave them. Okay. Uh, what was your least uh, or I guess um, your most disappointing beer, not not like your the one that you were like not not the one that you liked the least, but the one that you were really excited about that just disappointed you in 2016. Oh boy, that's tough. Um, I can. Oh fuck, I'm trying to remember right now. I know my least favorite beer that I had in 2016 was definitely a blueberry one. Oh, was it that stupid? Uh, it was like a blueberry pan, like was syrup. It the, oh, okay. We're thinking of different ones. I was thinking of like the blueberry weed or whatever. 
No. Um, it was something I had at Common Man. It, oh, I can't. It had like a lumberjack on it, on like the tap handle, pouring it on pancakes okay. or something. Or maybe that was. All oh no, I, I know what you're talking about. It's uh, I think it's Rogue Brew or not Rogue. Uh, Revolution Brewing. Revolution Brewing. Uh, pancake. Might have been like blueberry pancake. Yeah. Or something. But anyway, continue. I don't know. I, I was kind. Of, I saw it, so I guess I wasn't looking forward to it, but I saw it, and I was like, "Ah, oh, that sounds cool. I'll try it." And it tasted like fucking shit. Like it was, it was garbage. It, uh, it tasted so f- like fake blueberries. I don't know if they used real blueberries in it or what, but it tasted like plastic. Like it was not okay. Like, plastic mixed with sugar. I don't know what was wrong with it, but it wasn't good. But I did think of my most disappointing beer, and that was everything I tried from Stone. I've never Ooh. I've never had a beer from Stone before, and I've heard, like, so many people love Stone. I, like, enjoy by. And, uh, it's... Sam told me about it about a week before. They did the Stone Tap takeover, and I was excited about it. Everything I tried from Stone tasted like diacetyl to me. I, I people disagreed with me who were at the bar, but I couldn't. I you didn't couldn't, like. You it. couldn't get rid. They of They have it. a distinct flavor, which is what yep. everyone says, which I just must not like. That could be. Um, and I, I mean, I'm not saying they're shitty because obviously they're not because so many people love it. But it well, just, I mean, that doesn't mean anything. A lot of people like Bud Light. Well, yeah, but I mean, a lot of people who are are yep. knowledgeable in beer. Like, Sam likes it, and I, he's usually pointed me in the right direction on beer. Um, and I, there's just a lot of people who like it, and it was awful. I didn't like any of them. I tried four stone beers, and they were all, like, IPAs or pale ales or something. They were all terrible, in my opinion. I didn't like any of them. I know we did the uh, the double, what was it? Or no, it was the Double Bastard Bigger Longer Uncut, which is from Stone. Or I guess technically Arrogant Brewing, which is just a subsidiary of Stone. Yeah. And that was terrible. That was just absolutely atrocious. <laughs> we had that one on the show? Yeah, that was the one uh, that tasted like liquid smoke and ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that. That was that was, that one was one of the most disappointing beers because I was really excited. Well, sometimes for that you beer. win on Department of Offense, sometimes you lose. Yes. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's roulette every time. No, I yeah. That's it for me. Stone, right. Stone Brewing in general, right. not for me. Carlos, most disappointing beer? Uh, that's a rough choice. Um, uh, I got two different ones in my mind. Uh, unfortunately, I don't remember the names of either of them. But uh, for one of them was the fact I picked up some beer for a Department of Defense once, uh, like uh, this year, or I guess it was last year now. Yep. And uh, I didn't realize how uh, old they were. So it wasn't really the beer's fault, but they were pretty old. Oh yeah, I remember. It was that. like it was like we we're tasting. It's like oh, this doesn't taste very good at all. And I, I look at it like oh, and like the bottles are actually this is fourteen co- years old. No, those, no, I think those were like they were really like old. seven or eight months old. Yeah, I think it was no, it was older than that even. Well, I think there was, it, there was dust it, on them. That was in like October, wasn't it? And I think that it was from like March. So it was yeah. quite. It like, wasn't. It wasn't quite great. Old. Not, yeah. and I think it expired in March. Not bottled. Yeah, yeah. I think it did expire in March. Like so. it was pretty old. 
I do remember that. Wow, I, what beer was that? I, I have no idea. It was idea. a beer. I know it was a beer that I had had before, and when I tried it, I was like, this is not the same. <laughs> I can't remember what it was, though. It was some sort of IPA or something, yeah. wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, I don't know. Someone might know. No, maybe it wasn't an IPA, because I think it would have been... I don't know. I think I would have double-checked if it was an IPA. No, maybe it was after that point I realized I have to actually double-check. Oh, it might have been what I need to change my, uh, my beer of the year. Well, go ahead. Green. Yeah, that's what I was thinking you were going to say. <laughs> I forgot you were about like, green. I have to say it. And I was like, he's going to say green. And then no. he went with that. And I was like, he must have had a really good beer. It was really good. But damn, I forgot about green. <laughs> How did I forget about green? Sorry. <laughs> talked yeah, about I green ne- enough on this show. Yeah, I never cared about green. It wasn't that great. It was. You guys talked it up way too much. It was really good. Uh, there was another beer, though, that was like not great. Like, probably pretty much for the same reasons that Rick didn't like his uh, blueberry one or whatever. Uh, I don't know if you remember uh, during the summer we went down over to Stone Tap. Uh, yep, it was one of the hottest days of the summer. Yep, and uh, I don't know how why we ended up drinking it, but like they had a beer on tap that ended up. I think he said like it was supposed to be like supposed to like taste like Skillers or some 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 weird like description. Said like Jolly that. Ranchers. Jolly Ranchers, and <laughs> that was terrible. That was the uh, watermelon one, right? Yeah, yeah. That was the uh, Ballast Point uh, watermelon. Starts with a D. Uh, oh, uh, oh, Dorado. Yeah, the yeah. watermelon Dorado. No, it was way too nasty. Nasty. It was yeah, like a, the watermelon Dorado is not good. I like, think if I want a watermelon beer, I'm going to go with Hell or High Watermelon. I think the way to describe yeah. it would be it was kind of like uh, we back in uh, God in the college days, uh, ten years ago, nine years ago now. Um, we we used to make uh, get pick up a vodka and make skittle uh, skittle vodka by tossing skittles in there and like yep. letting it sit. Yeah, it was kind of like that, except a beer. That, yep. uh, that's how I felt when I tried it. I tried it too, and it tasted like someone took an IPA and dropped watermelon Jolly Ranchers into it. <laughs> or maybe they just tossed in some uh, watermelon marker in there. The, the, you know, the, <laughs> well, I don't think it was the, the quite markers that, that had that smell. Yeah. I don't think it was quite that weird. It didn't taste like ink. That's true. It, it tasted like a. It was really poorly yeah. balanced. Yeah. Uh, my least favorite or my most disappointing beer this year uh, was certainly Darkness. Yeah. <laughs> Another local uh, stout. Um, last year I had Barrel Age Darkness, mm. which was amazing. This year I tried Surly Darkness, and it tasted like diabetes in a glass. It is very sweet. It was super yep. sweet, and I don't like my stouts that sweet. No, I don't. And either. so, like, I had a, I had this like idea in my head of what it was. Yeah. And then I try it, and That's, I'm like, "This is terrible." Why? 2016's no. darkness is going to take about three years, at least. Yeah. Like, I have two bottles sitting there, and because I, I bought two, because I was like, "We're going to open what have on the show, and we'll save the other." Yeah. And then I then I tried a glass of it somewhere. I'm like, "We're not even going to open this on the show. It'd yeah. be a waste." It would. It, it's very sweet. Um, I bought a bottle and then I opened one, and it actually wasn't as sweet as what I had on tap, but it's still definitely not. It was. It was better, um, but it was definitely. It's going to take a couple of years for that yeah. to calm down. Which I mean, which is what I really like about stouts is if you buy a six pack of like ten percent stouts and it ends up like that, you can still drink it. In a couple of years, yep. like you and can it's just usually put that better. away, yeah, and it'll get better. So I don't know. That's kind of fun for me. I like that, but yeah, darkness will take a couple of years to calm the fuck. So you down. guys, do you guys pay attention to brewery trends or anything? 
I like. I'm not uh, sure what that means. So, right, like right now, the trend. Uh, so th- there's a few trends. Like so, brewing events uh, used to be you would show up and try to be the first in line to wait for bottles. Right. Like if they're doing a bottle release. Now they've started doing bottle lotteries. Yeah. I don't know if I'm a fan of the lottery thing. Like are you um, at least guaranteed some so. beer or nope. Oh no! Well, no, no. So what what you do is uh, you you send in your email, or like you you fill out the thing, and then they they choose at random like two thousand people. All right. And then those people get beer. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like I. But I they they still. But you don't have to pay any money to enter the. Lottery, no, no. You you right. never have to pay any money to enter right. the lotteries, but. I, I don't know, but... Well, I think it's kind of unfortunate. I, I don't know t- if that's better than, uh, like, trying to go buy... T- like, Central Waters tickets sold out in 30 seconds this year. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know which one's better. I still like the Central Waters thing better, because if you do get to go, you know you can get some bottles. Yeah. Like, it makes the whole trip... Well, no, it. well, you know if you won the lottery before you go. I know, but a lot of times with, like, lottery... Like, if it's a festival or something, you just get to buy bottles, but other people can go. Is, yep. that, is yeah, that the case? Yep. Yeah. So you you then have to deal with, do I even want to go? Is it worth it now? Like, if I can't get bottles. But with Central Waters, like, you can't go unless you are get a ticket and get to go in. Plus the fact that, like, those tickets sell out fast, but then I can just buy one later and get in. Um which is what I plan to do. Yeah, to get into but I mean, water. do you do you even think there's? I mean, when it comes down to it, we're talking about beer, yep. and we all love beer. Yep. But is there any beer really worth like the hassle of like entering a lottery <laughs> or like buying buying a ticket for two hundred bucks online or whatever? No, and I'm I mean I'm certainly if Central Waters tickets are two hundred dollars, I'm not going, but. I mean, they're probably not. Not seeing people some for about hundred bucks. Yeah, some which was ridiculous. I thought for a fifteen dollar ticket, right? And that's why I'll see what I can do. Otherwise, yep. I won't go. Yeah. Um, well, do you think there were a lot of people scalping tickets this year? Then, uh, no, I haven't found. I've only found a few that were on yep. sale. All right. Yeah. Um, last year, I saw a couple guys down there selling tickets, which is like. Nobody came without a ticket, right? So. You're dumb. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> you should have sold that online. Um, but anyway, I no, I I wouldn't. I mean, I'd go through the hassle of entering a lottery if all I had to do was like submit my email, uh-huh. and it was something like that I really wanted. But if it was like you can do this lottery, and then if you get chosen you can pay two hundred dollars for these two bottles of beer like that i'd be like no i'm not no yeah so well that's that's what happened uh with toppling goliath right and that's what i'm i'm basing that on so well and then then you get to the point is is a beer or is three bottles of beer worth two hundred dollars absolutely not because this uh i think it was yeah the spring when they did uh morning delight or maybe it was earlier this fall uh, no, it was the spring when they did Morning Delight. It was a hundred bucks for two bottles. Yep, that's fifty dollars a bottle. It's too much. Which I mean, if the brewery can sell it for that much, good for the brewery. Sure, but 
it's beer. I don't think anybody should be paying that much. It's not. It, it's too much for me, as, and that's how I see it. Maximum for me is the most I spend on beer is probably um, uh, Abyss, and that runs about eighteen to twenty bucks a bottle. Yep. That's the most no. I'm gonna spend. I'll I'm spend not... I'll spend twenty five on like a really good like I think I bought a bottle of the brewery and a bottle of Cascade for twenty five apiece for uh for New Year's. And I think that's that's <clears> about <throat> my limit. I might go up to twenty five if I if I was excited about a beer, but Or if it's a special occasion or something, but for yeah. just I'm not going fifty dollars for a bottle of yeah. beer. Well and so I mean you work it out uh three bottles for well here let's let's work it out by the ounce so we have pull up our calculator here uh we have two bombers which are what 20 22 ounces 22 okay. ounces right yeah so we have 20 or so we have 44 plus 12 so that's 56 right so we have 56 ounces and you're paying 200 bucks for 56 ounces of beer it's <laughs> almost four dollars an ounce it, yeah, three fifty-seven an ounce. Jesus, that's why, right? That is so much money for a beers. So much. I mean, like, there's people who pay twenty bucks an ounce for a pour of bourbon, but even well, that's a lot. That's a lot. I don't know. I don't, and me, I guess it's it's whatever it's worth to you, but and I don't. And that's I don't, what it is. Like, if you want to pay that much for it, go but ahead. The problem. The money. problem I see with it is you have. You have these, uh, oh, lack of a better word, these Wall Street types, these business guys, yeah. and they're looking at these and they're like, "These guys are paying three fifty-seven an ounce for beer." Yeah. I want that money. So then you have these breweries who open up, and all they want to do <laughs> is try to sell these special beers, right? And they forget about beer being the art form and the the community generator and all yeah. that that it is because beer is uh, at least for me beer is about the community I love the community around beer yeah um like and walking into a brewery versus walking into a winery it's two very different feel uh, feelings because you yeah. walk into a brewery and you could sit down at the bar and strike up a conversation with the guy next to you and it's all fine wine everybody's a little snooty and that's yeah. just my personal experience I haven't been to every winery I'm sorry if you have the cool winery. <laughs> All right, I apologize. Well, it's it's a, oh, I got I got real close up on that mic. Um, it's beer culture is cool. I yeah. like beer culture. Uh, the type of people who drink beer, craft beer, you get some douches that do, but for the most part, pretty cool dudes. Bunch of cool people. Um, I don't know. I for me, it's too much. It's too much to pay that much for beer. If you want to, go for it. Good on you. It's your money. Do what you want. But I look at it like, sure, there might be a really cool beer that would be cool to try. Or it's like a special edition. That's neat to have. Everyone likes to have, like, especially because I like to sell our beers. Everyone likes to have a rare beer in their cellar or something. Well, and it's always fun, like, if there's, like, because like, we were popping bottles of stuff uh, New Year's. Yeah. Like, those nights, it's fun to, like, just pull out a bunch of bottles and pass them around. Yeah. Oh, we were popping bottles? I don't remember that. Uh, I believe we that we did. We, we I, I mean, we destroyed a bottle of 18 in about 30 seconds. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
I like everyone likes to have a rare beer in their cellar or something, yeah. whatever. But uh, when I look at that, like, there's not a beer that I had last year. I had quite a few. Not a that beer you really I had. remember that stands out. Well, there's not one that I had that I liked more than the Scotch Ale from Central Waters that I can go buy a four pack of for ten bucks right now. Well, Twenty bucks, but yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I can go buy go buy it. a four yeah. pack in the store right now at Divine. It's sitting there, and that was my favorite beer of the year. So really. Why is it worth it for me to spend that much on a beer? Yeah, I agree. Because uh, there's so much other beer I can have that's just as good or better. Carlos, do you have anything to add to this conversation? Uh, as far as, uh, you know, the, buying the tickets and then, like, they have the lot or, like, having a lottery. Like, if they have a limited, like, such a limited release like that, maybe, uh, depending on, like, who they are, if they're going to, if they know they're going to sell out in, like, 30 seconds or something like that, maybe it'd be best to do, like, a combination of the two. Uh,. Like have uh, do like a staggered, well, like so you have some tickets released and like maybe kind of a, maybe a staggered release too. Like so, like there you have like a second chance to get some tickets, and then also maybe like do like the whole uh, and then like on top of that have it like all right. So like now a uh, hundred or so people like can now get a have a chance of uh, entering in a drawing yeah. for some more tickets. So that way, uh, you know, they're not left on the cold. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I- if you're not there, if you miss the. 30 second to, if it sells out that quickly then you have well, and I, I hate I hate to keep talking about local breweries around us but that's I mean that's what we know so there's yeah, not a yeah. whole lot we can do about that but uh, Central Waters I know uh, released did an early release of tickets to people uh, in their tap room so yeah. their regulars got first first crack at it which is something that I really appreciate yeah yep. um, that is that's huge because you need to like I really like breweries that focus on their local community yeah. I mean you can't tell that by the breweries I frequent at all but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah no I, I really like that I do too I like uh, and your, your idea of like staggered yeah. is kind of cool yeah I think that wouldn't be bad but I, I don't know if there's a real good like I think right now the lottery might be the best solution but at the same time it's so random and you don't like I've been going to Central Waters. This will be my third or fourth year. Um, and I know people who've gone for six years and they weren't able to get tickets this year. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, like, reward some of the people who have been supporting you for a long time. And Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I don't like lotteries, but, I mean, I don't have a better solution, so I don't care. Yeah. I mean, meh. It just sucks that just sometimes there's just not enough beer. Yeah, sometimes yeah. there just isn't enough beer. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in to Homebrew Bound this week. And again, I'm sorry uh, that you've been gone for six months. And I hope you like the new format. Uh, we're still tweaking some things, and we'll get we'll get back into a groove as it goes on. Uh, <laughs> you guys understand how it is after you're away for a while. Uh, it's a little it's a little rough getting back yeah. into it. Uh, but if you enjoyed this episode or any of other shows, uh, go ahead and support us on Patreon at Patreon.com. Support Patreon. us on Patreon. At Patreon.com or click on the Become a Patron link at the bottom of our homepage. If you're going to do any Amazon shopping, uh, go ahead and click on the Amazon link at the bottom of our homepage at blindnessstudios.com. Uh, or if you have any Just questions, show ideas, or feedback, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewstudios.com, or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewstudios, or you can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. Uh, and I'll see you guys next week. Well, not next week, but the week after. You guys know what I mean. See I'll you guys see you guys in later. Two weeks.